Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Matt and his wife, Karen. Today, Matt and Karen will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. I'm growing in the Lord, and, and as you're growing in the Lord, we're growing closer to one another. We're growing closer to Jesus, and we, and we demonstrate the love of God as we grow closer, and we understand what He has for us, and we understand the gifts that He's given us, and they're to be used to build the body up so we can come to maturity in faith. So don't think your gift, no matter what it is, is unimportant, because no matter what gift God gave you, they all plow into the Great Commission. The prayer of Christ in John 17 is perhaps one of the most crucial passages that can help us understand unity. Just as the Father and the Son are one, God desires for His church to share this perfect eternal union. In today's message, Pastor Matt helps us to better understand how we can achieve such an amazing and God-honoring unity as believers. Now here's Pastor Matt and Karen with part three of their message entitled, Unity. closer to God, you'll see that they will come together as well. And that's how it is in the body of Christ. When each one of us, each one of us get unified and get serious about our personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that we grow closer to Christ. And as we do that, we inevitably go closer to our brothers and sisters in Christ as we get closer to the Lord. I mean, that's the way it is in marriage. I mean, as we're, our marriage is going to suffer the, the, the less we are growing closer to Christ. We're actually separating ourselves from each other. And so, and it's the same thing as brothers and sisters in Christ. As I'm growing in the Lord and, and as you're growing in the Lord, we're growing closer to one another. We're growing closer to Jesus and we, and we demonstrate the love of God as we grow closer and we understand what he has for us and we understand the gifts that he's given us and they're to be used to build the body up so we can come to maturity in faith. So don't think your gift, no matter what it is, is unimportant because no matter what gift God gave you, they all plow into the Great Commission. Mm. No matter what you're doing, whether you're just handing out food or whether you're praying or whether you're sitting at the door, all those gifts work so that the body of Christ can be mature. We have translators that sit in the back and they translate so those in Spanish can hear. I mean, that's a gift they're using. They're using their gift so that the body can be built up. God desires unity. And see, unity produces maturity in that aspect. Turn with us to Philippians 2, because we were going kind of fast through this with John 17, a lot of this Ephesians stuff. Go back and read it for yourself and see what the Lord's telling you in that. But in Philippians 2, it tells us that we have to have the mind of Christ. You're not going to automatically just think that you're in unity with one another. And, and we're not going to try to challenge that for you. Like, you guys need to be unified. That's not, we can't even tell you. We can't preach that. We can't even pray that for you. It's a decision that you need to make on your own, that I'm going to desire to be unified with Christ, and I'm going to be unified in my marriage, and I'm going to be unified in the body. That's a decision that you choose to make. 
It can't be forced upon you. But that's what we want to challenge you. If we know that Christ prayed for it, his word commands it, and Satan hates it, then we should be on board with it. It's a non-negotiable. Check out Philippians 2 and tell what it tells us. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one of mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And in your relationships with one another, have the same mind as Christ Jesus. I mean, that's a powerful statement. That he's saying that, that, you know, if you, if you have any encouragement for that, any encouragement in the common sharing of the Spirit, then make his joy complete by acting like that. That act like that. Don't just say it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. You know, words don't carry much in these. Words don't carry much in, in God's economy. He's not impressed by our words. He's more impressed by our actions and how we're actually living that out and walking that out. In your relationship with one another, do we have that mind of Christ? where we're thinking about others more than ourselves, that we're seeking the benefit of others more than our own self. That's what Christ did, and we're Christ-like. That's the attitude that we should have, that we should be concerned with others. I challenge the men that, you know, like in, in accountability, that I'd rather have a brother in the Lord who's willing to risk our friendship as long as I'm walking with Christ. That that's a real brother to me. He's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you because you're out of line. And you know what? It, and it was that thought of that, that he's more concerned with my eternal destination than in our friendship. And that's the type of brother I want in the Lord. I want someone that's going to be like, hey, man, get your eye back on the prize. That's what's important. And that's the type of body of believers that we need to be when one's slipping, that somebody's there to pick them up. Somebody's there to say, hold on a second. What's going on with you? I notice you're a little bit off. What's happening? Can I pray for you? And encouraging one another and having that same mindset that we think about others more than ourselves. See, that's why I believe Jesus instituted communion for us. And turn with me to the book of Acts, and and let's just show this. This is the birth of the church. Remember, Christ prayed for the unity of the church, and then you see this demonstration of the unity of the church in the book of Acts like we've never seen before. And, you know, and if you read the scripture, I went back to Genesis chapter 11, and it talks about the Tower of Babel, how, how they were growing, they were building this tower to get to heaven, and God messed up their language and their speech and made them distorted in what they were doing. And let me tell you something. The reason that was is they were trying to reach Christ and reach God on their own merit. Because we can build a tower big enough to get to God. And God looks down and he says something very profound in in Genesis chapter 11 where he says, nothing is impossible for them if they continue to work this way. Like God made this, this assessment of his people, like nothing would be impossible for them if they continue in this unity. And then he disrupts it because it wasn't time yet. And then you see in Acts chapter 2 where he sends the Holy Spirit and the, and the individuals begin talking and speaking in, in different tongues of different languages. And but they weren't just rambling things on. They were using languages that the individuals who were there gathered for the speech would understand. And, and they're speaking in his tongue. And it, so it brings back that separation of language and that unity of language in the, in the Holy Spirit. Brings back this unity in the beginning of the birth of the church in Acts. And check out Acts 2. It says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. When was the last time you were in awe at church? That God is moving, you can sense his spirit. That's what he desires. And if we're in unity, we're going to be in awe of God and what he's doing. 
Every time we gather here, every time we worship in his name, every time we go through the word in his name, we're going to be in awe about what God is doing. He sees that all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I'm one that honestly believes that God will only add to his church to the ability that we have to disciple them and mature them and walk alongside them. That God's only going to add. We can pray all we want that we would have an impact on the city. But really, God's waiting for us to get our act together. He's waiting for us to get unified. He's waiting for us to be serious about prayer, to be serious about the word, to be serious about worship, to put aside foolish differences that are, you know, like my old pastor used to tell me, quit majoring in the minors. They're, they're pointless. Let's focus on what is Christ and his atonement for our, for our sins, his word sent to us so we can know him and grow in him, his spirit sent to teach us and to unify us and make us one. That we would focus on these things, that our eyes would be attentive to what God wants to do here personally in our lives and what he wants to do as a body together here. Because I will tell you, you're not here by accident. And it doesn't matter how much you worked or what you thought you did and how you took this job and how you met this person and all this different stuff. You did not walk through this church by accident. God does not do that. He doesn't operate that way. Acts 17 tells us that he sets up our boundaries. He places us where we're to be. So that way we would search for him and come to know him and and reach out for him. You're not here by accident. God placed you here. And he wants you to be a part of the body. And he wants you to grow. And he wants you to mature. And he wants you to go deeper with him and deeper with one another. And a love that the world outside of this building would see and say, what is going on in there? What is happening in there? And I've seen it twice in my life. And I I can testify to the reality of it. We were in Peru, in Lima, Peru, worshiping as a mission team. And we had some of them from the church. And we just had a night of worship. It wasn't advertised. had nothing going on. We were just gathered together as believers, worshiping and praying. That was all we were doing. And some lady comes walking in. She goes, I just heard you guys. And I just had to see what was going on in there. And the minute she got in there, she began weeping. And they pulled her aside. And she said, I've never felt this before. And she just gave her life to the Lord. She's like, it was something powerful was going on there. I had to go in there. I couldn't. I was trying to walk away. It was an amazing thing. Nobody went out to her and said, hey, do you love Jesus? Who are you? She was like, no. The, the body of believers were together worshiping. And she's like, I want to go and see what that's about. i got to go in there and see that. The unity. You know, and this is with teenagers. One may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front, as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. 
but today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.